If you like what you're hearing on the phillytech.org netcast network, please consider supporting the network with a small monthly donation via patreon.com slash phillytechorg. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-h-i-l-l-y-t-e-c-h-o-r-g. And thank you in advance. You're listening to the Social Media Addicts Podcast on the phillytech.org netcast network. Sponsorship provided by Get Flywheel, optimized WordPress hosting at getflywheel.com, wistia.com at w-i-s-t-i-a.com, and Zoho Mail. And we're live! Hello, everybody. Hey. Welcome to another edition of the Social Media Addicts Podcast. I'm Seth. I am Howard. And he's got a very smoky voice because he's getting over a cold. Oh, my God. I had just, I don't want to say bad, bad cold. It was one of the worst colds I've ever had, and I was, I took a day off he, of work. I exactly. Don't do he was that. home in bed because of it. That is I nuts. Actually, I actually slept for an entire day. It was, it was amazing uh, that I, I slept, had- but... No, I had I had a twenty four hour day where I was just in bed all day. Yeah, I had one. It was awful. It was awful. Did you have a migraine too? Um, I had about as close to a migraine. It it was not technically a migraine because it was all sinus pressure related, but um, it was bad. I had the same thing. I think my migraine I just had wasn't a migraine. It was a, a sinus migraine kind of thing. Yeah, I've I've. Howard disappears again! Yay! Uh, we've been having some problems with hangouts. And Howard's back. Ah, hi. Howard's back. It was kind of funny. Keep on going. Keep on going. It's good. It's good. It's funny. <laughs> well, um, I've, had, I've had migraines and I've had sinus headaches, and they are clearly different because of just the nature of it. And yeah. this was about the worst sinus headache I've ever had, which bordered on what migraines typically are for me. So I went to the ER because of mine. Oh yeah, it's it was bad. I was dizzy from it. So yeah, if it could cross the front of your forehead. Oh yeah, which for me is a large area. Exactly. <laughs> you know, at least you can rub it better, not get hair in your hands. Exactly. <laughs> so anyhow, let's get this, let's get everything started. Um, if you want to support the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/PhillyTechOrg. Um, sponsors this week, as always, are Wistia Flywheel and Zoho Mail. So please go to our show notes and like them over there and. Patronize them. Zoho Mail got a new redesign, by the way. Um, that sounds cool. It's very nice. I'll have to go check and it so out. And anyhow, onward and upward. Twitter, you can now buy stuff. Like, actually buy stuff with a buy button on Twitter. Well, I am, going just, to be. I am just way too excited for this. Um, actually, not I'm really. Scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Uh, you know what? This is one of those things It'll be where... too easy to press like. I want that. I want that. If you think about it this way, I, I have Amazon Prime. I love Amazon Prime. I do not have the one-click buy turned on because it would be way too easy for stuff to show oh. So Oh, my God. I've done that by accident on my mobile, on my mobile phone. I've yeah. actually missed it. And, ah, crap, I bought it. My wife said, no, you just bought it, and that's an excuse. I'm like, no. Literally, I meant to put it in the cart. Yeah. But I'm curious to see how this works. Um, it's nice to see that they're going to have a lot of people on board for it. I see no reason for for businesses not to try it. So why not? I mean, hell, it's, uh, again, one click, buy now through Twitter. You might have noticed, Howard, Amazon has me spoiled because I ordered something from Nash Bar, which is a um, bike, bike catalog. Cat- I know him well. Bike catalog. And 
it takes forever to get your stuff. Seven days, not a yeah. long time, not a long time. But in the Amazon day, it's like, where is my stuff? I, I actually ordered some tires from Performance for my daughter's bike and got some for my for my own bike. And it was so hysterical because it was like I placed this order. I think I ordered it on a Saturday and I got a, a, a confirmation of the order on Tuesday and a shipping notification on Thursday. And I was laughing. I was like, oh, that's right. It's not Amazon. You I know. <laughs> I tell my wife I'm all bitching and moaning about it. And I'm like, where's my stuff? She's like, what's your order? Well, it's not Amazon. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Well, it's I'm not curious to see that. how this all works. Not only that, it's also Amazon and it's also the internet for for software. You don't order software through the mail anymore. You just download it. Yeah. So that's faster than Amazon. Yeah. So the thing is, it's like same day stuff, you know, maybe if you have to go out to buy, if Nash Bar had a location, maybe I would go out to Nash Bar and buy it directly. Or what the heck, I'll go to a local bike shop and buy it. The retail, well, but it's, it, I get it that day. Well, and to circle back to this Twitter button, mm -hmm. I think about it this way. We're expecting this Twitter button because Twitter is so real time and so in the now for the merchants on the other end of it to have that kind of response. Like, hey, you just bought this thing. If you could, I want it tomorrow. I want it as fast and right away. So I'm curious to see if there's any backlash. That is that. what I actually was going to turn around to. I'm glad you picked up on that. I was going to eventually turn back to that point. I'm actually curious to see if I have to wait seven days for my stuff. And if I'm going to forget yeah. about it, because it's such, it's such a quick process yep. that, you know, you, you don't really, it doesn't register in your head that you just bought something. So and also, by eight, seven days yeah. later, it shows up, you're like, did I buy this? Yeah. And also to see how the different merchants work, because if I'm on a mobile device and I click a buy now button, I want to use things like Apple Pay or Google Pay or the different mobile payment options. I don't want to have to go and re-enter my credit card information. I want to keep Absolutely. it all smooth and, and mobile goodness. Um, and I can tell you, with my new iPhone 6S that I got, which Whoa! has Apple Pay, it's really, it's really Is sweet. it small? You get um, the small one? I got the 6S, not the 6S Plus. So if I compare it to the old, to the 5S, you can see. Oh, so, all right, all right. so you, had, you had a reason. You didn't get the 6. No, I did not get the 6. So there is okay, a little are bit you of allowed problem. to do that? Otherwise, I'd say, Howard, you lost your, you lost your. No, I do every two years. Um, that's my general rule of thumb, unless there's something really crazy or, or something breaks. Um, like, Which uh, tends to happen. Well, if, for example, um, about a year ago, my wife's screen cracked. Uh, it didn't all of a sudden crack. It cracked because it had sudden impact trauma from a excursion from her purse. Uh, and so when the screen cracked, I considered rather than buying a new screen, I considered, well, I could have gotten an upgrade. Be you know, I, we have a family plan, so usually there's one person for an upgrade. I could have gotten an upgrade and then my phone would have gone to her and there would have been a little bit of trickle down. I've done that before and that's gotten me off of my every two year cycle. But, and as it turned out for her phone, um, it would have cost me, you know, $300 to get a new phone for me last year, or it would have cost, you know, $120 for the screen for her phone. And so I was like, I'll just get you the screen. And actually, if you need a good, if you're in the Doylestown area, this is a yes. free plug for, for D-Town Tech, but if you're in the Philadelphia area, uh, Doylestown area, Go to D-Town Tech and go see Blake. He fixes them. That's awesome. Five, five stuff for you know, relatively inexpensively. He does a great job. So D-Town Tech. D is in Doyle's. D-TownTech.com. Check them out. They're freaking awesome. That's a nice little plug there. A little plug. Yes. Um, and then he looks like he looks like a rabbi, even though he's not a rabbi because <laughs> he's all tattooed up. But he is Jewish. Very nice. 
So anyway, um, back to our story. Back to our story. Squirrel! As, as, exactly. As long as the mobile payments work really, really smoothly, I think the buy button could be a really great thing. But again, there's a lot of merchants on the other end of this buy button, and you'll see what those experiences are going to be. It's going to be a mix. It will be interesting to report back on that. So anyhow, Medium, speaking Medium. of some, an offshoot of Twitter, Ed Williams, one of the founders of Twitter's um, blog, blogging platform, publishing platform, well, I don't know what they call Medium, it's Medium, mm -hmm. raises $57 million and will hold an event on October 7th to announce new features and partnerships. Now, I like Medium. Yep. I'll admit it. I, I've come around. I actually like Medium as a publishing platform for stuff that I don't really have a blog for, that I don't really have something to put it on, I want to publish something, but I'm not sure where to put it. And it doesn't really, it doesn't really fit LinkedIn and that publishing platform for business. But I want to write something, and I want it out there. But I'm not going to start a whole blog for one item. Right. I, I like Medium like that, and I've seen like, you know a lot of people, a lot of businesses, startups use Tumblr for blog for right. their blogs. I've seen businesses start using Medium for their yeah. blogs, and I'm like. That's interesting. It doesn't work as well for me. It doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me yeah. for a, a corporate blog. I think that should be on your domain. I agree. I think corporate blog should be in the domain. Um, sometimes corporate, you know, customers, you know this, I know this. They don't, someone in the organization wants to start blogging, but the organization isn't ready to do it. So that person now has a venue to do it. Um, the advantage of Medium is theoretically there's built-in traffic and built-in good search relevance because the site itself has good relevance. If you do it on your own, you're fighting a battle against everybody else. So maybe publishing on Medium gets you some more attention that you wouldn't necessarily already have from your own website. Like cycling4.me, if you want to read about my cycling exploits, plug. Right. Plug. Um, but again, it's those kinds of things where um, Medium, it's a good platform. The look is nice. Uh, the usability is very nice. It's very, very clean. Um, if you're trying to build search optimization for your own site, it's counter to what you're doing. If you're not, if you don't care about that, you just want to get some attention to it, you might get more because you're using Medium. I'm curious to see what these partnerships are going to be. So we'll have to see what that looks like because if those partnerships are things like um, more uh, media partnerships, more partnerships with things like the Washington Post or the New York Times. The Washington like Post and Facebook. Well, I know, but that, again, that's, that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, when I think about if they make partnerships to say, we're going to get medium content in with some other big media publishers, that's good for the, hey, here's a place that you can get attention because we have some partnerships. It's kind of like rather than publishing your content on the Huffington Post and being an approved author there and not getting paid, well, at least you'll have some crowdsourced content by a medium. Curious to see how that all plays out. But, uh, you know, again, announcement to come next week, and when it happens, we'll follow back on that. Drum roll, exactly. So have you ever heard of Chris Poole? Yes. For those who haven't, he ran 4chan. Yes. He recently sold 4chan. Yes. 4chan is the, is the scourge of the web. Mm. You go on there, make sure you don't blush. I was going to say, uh, 4chan, calling it the scourge of the web, I don't think that's necessarily fair. All right. There's some, it's like Reddit. There's scourges yes. of the web on it. Yes. The big thing about 4chan is its community is very, very dedicated, very, very loyal, and they can be very, very powerful. So the downside of uh, but this is saying that anonymous came out of 4chan. Yes. So it is one of those things that an internet 
allows for. It allows for people from all different areas to assemble. And 4chan is a you know great venue for that. And they can do some pretty amazing things. And those amazing things can be for good or for otherwise. It just holy, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, that's what's interesting to see is here is a kid, and I say kid because he started 4chan when he was 15 years old, and that was about 12 years ago. So here's here is someone who is now late 20s and starting something new. So we'll see what he's going to... he sold it to 2chan. Yes, he sold it to the place where he originally had the idea from. So 2chan. Not 4chan. Exactly. Now, 4chan is part of 2chan. 2chan yes. is part of 4chan. And can we get any more cyclical? Exactly. And over and over and over again. So I'm curious, what does he do next? Because, again, this is someone who... You know, 10 years ago, this is a, I don't want to say this is what Mark Zuckerberg was, but Mark Zuckerberg 10 years ago was a young kid and who had a great idea in terms of what he was going to do with the Facebook. And, the Facebook. And he <laughs> created a thing that gained a lot of popularity. So whether or not he has a significant amount of more of additional good ideas, mm -hmm. um, we'll see. I'm curious to see what that does and, you know, Sometimes very talented people can assemble other talented people and lots of talented money around him. So exactly, exactly. You know who's full of talented people and talented money is probably involved in it. Who is Wistia, our first that's, sponsor? Let's talk about Wistia. Well, that's because Wistia, they're great. They are a video hosting and analytics platform. They help businesses get the most out of online video. We use Wistia here at phillytech.org because it is much more professional than YouTube and the data that Wistia provides. It really helps us understand just how people consume our content. So they have a lot of free resources. They have a lot of great people, tutorials on lighting, editing, choosing mics, all kinds of things, as well as a community dedicated to helping each other get the most out of online video. They also have a free version of their service that lets you put up to 50 videos to try them out. So what I want you to do is try out their awesome product by going to the link in our show notes and... Give Wistia a shot. They've been great to us, and be great to them. So onward. Amen, brother. Amen. So anyhow, how many times have you gone to the U.S. government website and said, holy crap? I like to say the S word, but I'm not going to because that would be explicit. But holy S, this site is terrible. Yes, there are lots of terrible, terrible, terrible. government sites. Atrocious is more yes. of the word. U.S. government has now released a new design standard. I didn't know they knew the word design standard even existed. Uh, design standards to help websites be stop being ugly. Yes, and if you look at it, look at it, it actually looks like it's going to be pretty snazzy. Well, and there's a Imagine there's a, a good-looking government website, but yeah. this is where all the tax dollars are going to redesigning websites, not fixing potholes, but fixing websites. But well, these are the potholes of the internet, shall we? They say. Are. Thank you. Good one. I like that. Potholes of the internet. And there's a there's a very long history in the United States in terms of coming up with these standards. So it's not when this came out, this wasn't. I'll say far field. Remember, they did all the things with the, 50, the Section 508 compliance, making mm -hmm. sure that websites had certain standards so that they could be read by text readers and for the and half for their their sites don't even do it. Yeah. That's correct. Again, it's, that's correct, but allowing <laughs> for things like, hey, this site has this compliance to it. So, you know, certain, uh, certain people and certain information had to be uh, Section 508 compliance. That was something that I, I remember having to do a lot of design work around that. <sighs> um, but again, 508 compliance came out in, I think, 1998, late 90s. Um, 
Also, there were other uh, issues. Uh, Apple, one of the things they did very early on was created their human interface guidelines, which mm -hmm. was something that a lot of web developers jumped on in the, in the mid-90s in terms of how they were designing things in certain pattern languages. These are all really good things. So it's nice to see that, um, uh, and, and I got a chance to look through these standards, and they're all tried and true. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say not very fancy. They aren't... Uh, they aren't the most innovative things, but they are definitely leaning on conventions that will recognize good pattern language, good use of open space, less clutter, more mm. just like this. Responsive. Thing on, much more responsive design so that they'll work whether it's mobile or desktop. Again, mm. really, really good things. Um, and one of the advantages with responsive design is you almost get some of that Section 508 compliance along the way, not entirely, but because you're defining things as an element with like saying, here is this button that has the word vote on it. Well, <laughs> when you tell a text reader there is a button with the word vote, the text reader goes, great, there's a button with the word vote. If you put a graphic on the screen and you have it linked to a voting page, a text reader has no idea what that is unless you add code to it to say, this is a button that says the word vote. So, you know, some of those things by getting responsive design also, you know, they marry to that original 508 compliance. Good good stuff that way. You know, as, as weird as it may seem of how bad many government websites are, at least we are putting design standards in place uh, for, uh, for moving forward. Mm-hmm. What is really interesting is now Google Photos. I don't want to segue for that. No segue. Um, no segue. <laughs> um, Google Photos may now will may soon let you collaborate on al albums with each other and send photos to Chromecast. That would be pretty cool. I'm that would be very very that. cool. What's you know what's great about that? I'm sure you have something to say, but I don't. Here's the thing I have to say about that. Did it take taking it out of Google Plus to get collaboration in Google Photo albums? I mean. Isn't that sort of weird to you that we had to take the we had to remove it from mm -hmm. Google Plus, make it its own thing before we could get some collaboration with friends? It's so yeah. it's a little bit odd. I think it's a great thing. I'll be very excited to see this. Um, I, I personally, I'm not a big Google Photos person just because I live a little bit in the Apple universe, so I could have my photos in three different places as opposed to two different places. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we'll see. I'm. Curious because I do have a nice community of uh, photographers that are on Google Plus with me, and it'll be curious to see how these photo albums work there. Mm -hmm. See if they go back in and re. Yeah, re well, there's stuff there, so. Exactly. So, Flywheel is your next sponsor. Yes, they are a WordPress hosting platform. They are built exclusively for, well, not exclusively, but they are built specifically for designers and creative agencies. Kind of no, 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 specifically. You're right. Specifically. They're exclusively for WordPress. Exclusively WordPress, specifically for designers, creative agencies. Basically, if you build WordPress, Flywheel is a WordPress hosting platform Absolutely. that makes it simple to build, launch, and manage your client sites. They have a uh, great dashboard. They built the dashboard that they built designed for the modern web developer. They do nightly backups. The load times are very fast. Their security is specific to WordPress. And they have a support team that is filled with WordPress knowledgeable developers. So when you have a WordPress issue, oh, they can actually brilliant. resolve it. So they oh, help thousands and thousands of designers and developers launch uh, launch projects all the time. So what I want you to do is go to our show notes or socl.bz slash flywheel to sign up today and give Flywheel a shot. Exactly. This is an example. I had something wacky happen with one of my WordPress sites on Flywheel. I wrote them and said, what's going on? They're like, oh, it's XYZ. I'm like, oh, thank you. Nice. I'm like, okay, so I have to hunt it down. I have something. They're like, oh, 
It's like, it's like, oh, I pay for that. That's right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, flyballs, not flyball. Facebook has gone down three times this month. At least. Holy crap. At yeah. first, I thought it was just me. I'm like, what's going on? Because I had, for those who weren't listening to the pre show, which there wasn't a pre show, <laughs> but I've been through three computers in the last, last week, and I thought Facebook was going down. It was, it was the computer, and it was Facebook going down. Yep. But, but I mean, <laughs> Yeah, Facebook's been having some growing pains. Yeah, I have a feeling this is something pains. where, you know, Facebook has largely been rock solid ever since the beginning. This is something that <laughs> yeah. they have thrown servers at the problem time and time again. Um, they've never been afraid to buy infrastructure and scale I it know, I mean, That's a little stretching it, Howard. The beginning, they went down all the time. Well, yes, but they, every time they went down, they, they added, added, server. added servers and they added servers and they added servers. And when it, you know, once it became a publicly accessible network, you really didn't see it go down. Um, so or at most once a year, if that, it, it was very, very rare that you would see it go down. Um, so to see it go down this number of times over the last month is bizarre. I am really curious to see if there was some kind of. Uh, scaling or transition or if there's something where they're just like hey we're trying to make ourselves more efficient so we were you know moving you know all kinds of data around my or someone took over the power cord something simple like that my guess is that Oops. they are in an effort to handle more expansion trying to optimize certain things trying to get some more speed out of it and so they probably you know something they messed with something and they or they knew that something temporarily was going to be slow and it caused a little bit of an outage that came back a little up. bit of an outage yeah well uh, how many billion people are on the on the network well it's exactly it's a pretty big outage but again it's the yeah. kind of thing where infrastructure um it's something that they've been good at i don't think in the long term it really hurts them any nah. um but it is something to note. And sometimes when Facebook goes down, you see all the people on Twitter going, oh my God, Facebook is down. And that's how and Usually you it's the exact opposite. Usually if on Facebook it's Twitter down? It's Twitter down, exactly. This is kind of funny. Twitter is like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. So anyhow, product hunt. Yes. Which I actually adore product hunt. I love finding new stuff every day on product hunt. They're now launching a podcast channel. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, another directory of podcasts. Only maybe this one might actually stick and you may want to be on there. Well, and, and here's what's interesting. You know, there's lots of sites that are all about curating collections of stuff. What are the good stuff? What's the bad stuff? And letting the crowd really do it. If you think about it, that is what Reddit is. That's what Pinterest is. That's what Delicious was. Is Delicious and, still around? It's still around. They, 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 they're moving to the secure email now. Right. But when you think about all of these different, that's what Dig was. How do, yeah, we, yeah. how do we let the community vote on great stuff? And I like the way Product Hunt is doing it because it's not too... Um, it's not too broad. It picks a couple topics and it says these are the things that we're curating and if you're interested in it, help us. Tell us the things that are good. Vote mm -hmm. things up. Vote things down. Make some comments. And that's pretty great. I think that's uh, there's a little bit of focus that I think is great. Adding podcasts to it um, is a, I don't want to say a step in the right direction. It's a natural step for them to make when they think about, you know, what's a book, what's a magazine, what's a game, what are tech things, what are like. And they have books, they have collections, they have live. Yeah. I don't know what live is. Lives, I'm looking at it on my laptop. There's a live. I guess it's a real live stream of people adding stuff. Oh, yeah. no. It's it's for live feeds, live yeah. schedule, live chats with some of the world's most interesting makers. Yep. That's no. Yep. So they've got some interesting stuff. Product mm -hmm. Hunt is, um, there are, there are, they're very curious in terms of what they can do. The question is, where do they make money? 
and when will they ask people for it? Because, you know, all of these communities, you start something up with great intentions and the community all comes there. And then when it becomes time to monetize, someone says, well, wait a second, you're ruining our community. And then they leave. Yeah. And that's the problem with the internet is that you show someone something free and then they don't want to pay for it later. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, so anyhow, what's next on our list here? Jack Dorsey. Oh, this is a big one. Jack Dorsey. So remember how remember how Twitter said we wanted someone full time for Twitter CEO after Dick Costello left? Yes, and that was that was we want someone full time or Jack Dorsey. Or Jack Dorsey. That had a little an asterisk at the end of it that says, "Hey, Jack Dorsey, we want you to be our permanent CEO. So come to us full time." And he went, "I'm making money over here at Square." All right, so, fine, fine. Still be our okay. CEO. Okay, yeah. still be our CEO. Yeah. So again, this is you know it. Was it confirmed? I mean, did that actually did that announcement actually come out at this point? No, no, I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, because this is definitely something where all of the rumors say that yes, it's going to be him, and I know that it's they're going to make an announcement. They were ta talking about making an announcement any day, so we'll see if that becomes the truth. But let's just put it this way: um, Twitter needs direction, and I don't think anyone really wants to grab this hot potato that is Twitter, and Jack Dorsey is the right choice, I think. I think he could lead it. Um, there's no reason that someone talented can't lead two companies, especially exactly. one, you know, if you think about Square, it's less about him there's being... A synergy there. There's a synergy there. Yeah, there is a synergy there. And you think about Twitter's buy now buttons, why, mm -hmm. why aren't they powered by Square? Well... There might be an antitrust there, but... Yeah. There might, well, there might be an antitrust thing, but again... This is something where there's no reason that you can't make a partnership that says our buy now button can integrate with many different companies and one of them is Square and one of them is Stripe and one of them is Visa and one of them is Apple Pay so that those buttons, buy now buttons, can integrate with lots of different platforms and, you know, why not? So Absolutely. there's ways to do it. There's ways to do it in a really great way. Jack Dorsey, hey, he's awesome. So Jack Dorsey. He, isn't Jack Dorsey like sort of like um, Tony Spark, Stark? He's uh, kind of uh, like another Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah, he is kind of like so. You know, again, a recluse, kind of nutty, but kind of really guess it. If if he had a company that was launching things into space, then definitely yes, he'd be another. Uh, he'd be another Iron Man, Tony Stark. So, um, right now, Elon Musk is the guy who's being. Elon Musk is insane. Yeah, he he is way. just crazy, and and it's awesome what he's doing. So, yeah. let's hope that uh, Jack Dorsey continues that trend. And uh, leads Twitter into the road to profitability, whatever that is. Forward, forward cool. to profitability. Tell us, about, so tell us about Zoho Mail. Speaking of Zoho Mail, um, <laughs> they are a great sponsor of Philly. And they did a redesign too. And they did a redesign. Um, they do professional email. It is designed for business, business class features, and security, uh, convenience of the web and mobile. What I want you to do is learn about Zoho Mail and sign up for a free ad-free account for up to 10 users by clicking on our link in the show notes. Zoho Mail is awesome. I can't recommend them highly enough. This is one of those things that sometimes people will say to me, hey, we should get Google Apps. And I go, um, Zoho Google, Apps, fine. Google Apps is not free. And by the time you pay for Google Apps, Zoho Mail is the same price. And you don't have to give Google all of your information. You can actually use know. it. You know, you can keep it private the way that you want. Um, not to say that Google Apps isn't great. Google Apps is great. So is Zoho Mail. Definitely give them a shot. If you're considering a uh, mail mail in the cloud, Zoho Mail. 
Absolutely. Awesome. So picks of the week. Picks of the week. My pick of the week is something personal. I know it's so is um, Howard's. Um, it's my, a startup I'm part of, which is my sensory locations. And what it is, is a location-based app for the special needs community. As it says here, my sensory locations is a tool that can help you easily locate a restaurant or location based on your unique sensory needs. So essentially there's a proprietary algorithm behind this. It will pair you as an individual and your profile up with restaurants that fit your needs in a sensory kind of way. So it's not just for autism, it's for all kinds of disabilities. It's even for physical disabilities. Like, can you get in with a wheelchair? Can you not get in with a wheelchair? Do you need, you know, is there enough space in, in the hallway? It's very neat. So I, if I don't say so myself, it's launched to the public. It's, it's an MVP, minimal viable product. It's not even an alpha right now. So if it breaks, please email me. And please email us and let us know. And we would love to have you test it right now because it's out in the world. That is it. That Howard, is it. tell us about your... Such All right, so I also have a shameless plug, and that is because my course, which whoa, is called whoa, Powerful whoa, Social whoa. Sales with LinkedIn, has launched. It is available for $225, and it is a course that basically it says, hey, look, LinkedIn. LinkedIn's pretty awesome, and you can do some amazing selling with it, but here's the thing. Most LinkedIn courses are what I refer to as inspirational, which means you take the course, and you were like, yes, I really need to do LinkedIn. Now what I do? And you know what? One of the things that I worked really hard in designing into this course is what I would refer to as accountability. So accountability on LinkedIn means I know what I'm supposed to be doing every single day of the week, and I'm going to mm -hmm. keep track of it, and I'm going to keep score of it. And every week, I'm going to measure how did I do. Every five weeks, I'm going to measure what my progress has been. That is what this course is designed to do because we all know this. If you measure it, it improves. And if you keep track, like if you say to someone, I'm going to make 10 new connections this week and you only make seven, well, guess what? You have three that you didn't do. So the following week, you're going to say, I'm going to make 10 new connections. You might make eight. Eventually, you will learn how to make more new connections. You will learn how to nurture network. Good all connections. Places. Good connections. And you will learn how to take all of the existing people who like you and trust you and how to ask them for favors when it's your turn and how to do nice things when it's their turn. So again, it's the kind of thing where if you're not keeping track of these things, most people just meander their way through LinkedIn and only scratch the surface of what their network can do. So what I want to do is I want to teach you how to really make the most out of your network and be awesome with LinkedIn in a really nice way. So again, it is, if you go to my website, if you go to howardyermish.com, there's going to be a great big graphic that's going to say powerful social sales with LinkedIn. You can click that. And um, I think I have a coupon code that I did for the show. If not, I, I, will, I will have a coupon code for the show. Um, what I will do check is... The, check the show notes. I have totally picked that one. Just use the coupon code AskHoward. Okay, ask Howard, and that gets you $26 off. So that nice. makes the price $199. So the coupon is ask Howard. Um, so just go to that, and if you type in ask Howard, when it comes time to click the buy button, you'll see a little add coupons once you get through the process. Type in ask Howard, and you will get $26 off the course, Powerful Social Sales with LinkedIn. Very cool. Check it out. And we want to hear from you. Email us at info at phillytech.org. Tweet us at phillytech underscore org or call us at 
758-3248 and leave us a voicemail. We will play it on the show. Yes. And this has been great, Howard. I'm glad you're feeling better. I am alive and well, mostly. Exactly. And Hangouts didn't kick you out more than once, which is brilliant. Only the one time, right as we started. I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. was it's going like, on. Boink. I'm like, where did Howard go? Yep. It was and just... why he'll disappear right now. Boom. Exactly. And scene. Scene. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week with Jody. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.